Do you remember, have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Yes, with John Goodman as the exterminator. Yeah, I don't know who played the spider. Oh, the exterminator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Some French actor was like, I never get the praise that I deserve for spider number one. That was Andy Serkis in his first Hollywood role. Damien St. John and welcome to Funny AI, the show that aims to prove whether or not real artificial intelligence is smarter and funnier than actual human intelligence. Uh, alongside me to prove or disprove the theory is Ant McGinley. Hello, Ant. Who am I representing? <laughs> uh, today we'll be using uh, AI designation Mr. Floppy to give us the AI responses. Can you imagine how much money it costs to develop one of these technologies and then somebody names it that? Well, this is the word floppy w- w- meant something else before the floppy disk was in terms of technology. Do you remember? And then they, they called it a floppy disk, and everyone went, <coughs> and they went, it's three inches and five inches, and everyone went, <coughs> and then floppy's just gone back to being penile again. Uh, so, I've, so I've heard. Do you think these chat machines? Because I'm old and I call everything that's metal and moves a machine or a robot. Uh, do, do you think it's actually just a politician in a box? <laughs> yeah. Currently employed by and sitting there typing away. It's definitely not a politician because it's answering the question that I give it. When I go into an AI bot and I ask it a question, it gives me an answer, which is much more than you'll ever get from a politician. But isn't that a sign a sign of it being more human, that it can't give an accurate answer about itself? It's kind of got a little bit embarrassed and flustered. For example, Damien, would you say that you're attractive? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I'm... I'm well-proportioned well dad bod fatness. Let's move on. So the format of what we're going to try and do is uh, questions. I will challenge Ant, Ant will challenge me to answer in a better and or funnier way than the artificial intelligence may answer. So the human will go first. And that, my view is that's because I think the human could out could outsmart, in in a in a personality sense, just about the artificial intelligence. So, question number one: the topic, one of my favourite topics, if it'd be good to start with this, is space, not the band or the distance between us, but in fact the cosmos that we know as space. So, question: and what would happen if you travelled through a wormhole and met an alternative version of yourself and if you did meet an alternative version of yourself, could you live with yourself? Go. So I think here the issue is that that alternative version is infinite in terms of what that is. So it kind of depends on what that alternative version is. For example, it could be a version of myself that I'm very attracted to, in which case I might make a family. With yourself? Yes. Although, I mean, I'm not really thinking about the genetic implications for future generations, which would probably be terrible. So the alternative version of yourself in, in all, you know, infinite versions of Ant, you would have to be, you'd have to have a womb. Yeah, which is entirely possible. Some kind of baby growing device built into your body. Okay. So that is the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is the kind of situation where you go in and suddenly realise that um, you're a dick And you have to kill yourself. I mean, as in not in kill yourself, but kill the alternative version of you because they're such an arsehole. Two of you couldn't exist, so you'd have to bump one of them off. The problem is, is you've then got a gateway, there's a doorway there that you've gone through that they're going to be able to follow you. So you need to either take care of the problem by eliminating him or seal off that universe completely from anywhere. And let's be honest, I think in terms of the skill set that I have, I'm probably more chance of taking the arsehole version out 
rather than sealing the universe to any other universe forever. And what is that skill set? Go and kick the shit out of that guy. That's the skill set that I'm going for. Right, but kick the shit is not a skill. <laughs> kick the shit is a, is a vagary of, of what you might do. You've travelled through a wormhole, you've met an alternative version of yourself that you don't like, probably a meat eater, probably a United fan, probably someone with, with, a, with a chin on show and not ZZ Top. So how are you going to destroy that person with the skill set you've claimed you just have? I'd get myself when I was asleep. But then, and then with a pillow, I'd, I'd have a pillow, a pillow, a pillow laced with with a spear, right? So I put the pillow over with spe- with a spear in and sit on it. I want to make sure you're really dead, so I'm going to suffocate you. I'm going to drive this through your windpipe, and then I'm going to fart on you, just to, for good measure. So when you try and breathe in your last gasp, it's my BM, and then chop the body up. And then uh, set it on fire and burn the ashes in acid. Okay, I mean, I only ask how you would kill yourself, not... <laughs> but I'm glad that you got, got the extra bit there. Psychologically, this feels, this feels very cleansing. I'm, I'm not sure where this came from, but I feel like I've got a lot off my chest today. Good. A lot can happen when you go through a wormhole. Um, thank you. Let's ask AI uh, the, the question, what would happen if you travelled through a wormhole, met your alternative self, and could you live with yourself? It's currently unknown if wormholes exist, or if they could even be used for interstellar travel. However, if we assume that wormholes are possible, then meeting an alternative version of yourself would depend on the specific details of the wormhole and how it connects different points in space-time. So, if you were to meet an alternative version of yourself, it would likely be a version of you that had made different choices or experienced different events than you have. This could lead to some interesting conversations and insights into different paths your lives could have taken. As for whether you could live with yourself, it would depend on how you felt about the alternative version of yourself. If you found them likeable and had similar values, it might be an enriching experience. On the other hand, if you found them disagreeable or couldn't reconcile their choices with your own, it could be a challenging encounter. Right, do you want to come at me with a question? What have you got? Uh, so, uh, do you want a big uh, philosophical question like that, or do you want something um, a little more human? Uh, I'll go for a little more human for 50, please. Okay, so, Damien, I'm going to pose this question to our AI in a moment, but I, I'm going to ask you right now, what is the most frightening thing on planet Earth? Yeah, I, don't know, I should I should either say the Republican Party or corned beef. Corned beef. Corned beef because of all the meats, it's the least satisfying. Because it, a it lives in a tin. It's slightly better than spam because spam really has no existence until it's been fried. And and, and add another one, EastEnders. Who's still watching EastEnders? Who's sitting there going, this is the appointment I have to have in my life? There's so many other things I could be doing, like getting out or looking at people. <laughs> and you're just sitting there watching the same thing again. Let me, let me just clarify something here. So, in a world and in a time which we live in right now, where we're faced with the complete collapse of the environment through global warming and, and pollution of rivers and all sorts, 
the threat of nuclear war with what's happening with Putin in Russia and Ukraine. There is the cost of living crisis. There is diseases coming all over the place. The things that frighten you the most are people that watch EastEnders while eating corned beef that happen to be Republican. I mean, they don't scare you. <laughs> corned beef is a, is <laughs> corned beef is a sign that we're making bad decisions. Okay, uh, according to Damien St. John, those are the most frightening things on planet Earth. I might have gone for opening my gas bill at the moment, but uh, let's see what AI says. Ah, there are so many things on planet Earth that can give us the shivers. But here are a few contenders for the title of most frightening. The fear of accidentally sending a text to the wrong person, especially if it's a message you don't want them to see. That sinking feeling in your stomach as you frantically try to recall the message is enough to make anyone break out in a cold sweat. The horror of stepping on a Lego, especially if you're walking around in the dark and the Lego seems to have appeared out of nowhere. It's like a tiny plastic landmine waiting to destroy your foot. The terror of encountering a spider in the bathroom, especially if it's one of those huge hairy ones that seems to be plotting your demise. It's enough to make you never want to go to the bathroom again. So there you have it. A few of the most frightening things on planet Earth. Do you remember, have you ever seen Arachnophobia? Yes, with John Goodman as the exterminator. Yeah, I don't know who played the spider. Oh, the exterminator. (laughs) (laughs) Some French actor was like, I never get the praise that I deserve. For spider number one. That was Andy Serkis <laughs> in his first Hollywood role. You know when the spider crawls out from underneath the toilet? And if you don't, you don't, that lives, one of those things that does live with you. You kind of sit down on the loo and you think, there's something tickling my bum and you instantly go, it's a spider. What I will say is you, as, you, as a man, as you get older, the answer is either your, your saggy balls or the pubic hair that you haven't chopped for about three years. It's probably one of those things that's actually tickling your bum. I don't know of a single story where a spider has actually effectively crawled out from a toilet. Because it's been choked up on your bum hair. <laughs> but uh, I also do sit down wheeze. So I'm more like, if that, if that was to be a thing, I'm more likely to encounter that. I just don't trust my penis anymore. <laughs> like, are you convinced that it's going to go in the direction you need it to go in? The, the problem is not the direction. It's one about whether it's finished or not. That's the issue that you have. Constantly banging it against the wall. Is there anything <laughs> left? Come on. There used to be a very definite moment, a bit like, a bit like you know when you get a brand new water pistol and like you can turn it upside down all around, nothing drips out, you pull the trigger, you get a big powerful squirt, that's it. Now I've got a leaky O-ring or whatever it is. <laughs> what, what I will counter the scariest thing on earth with is what do we think the bravest thing on earth is? And my answer to that would be a mum of two at a trampoline park. <laughs> Question number three. You've got one, I've got two. The world has many. It's on cats. Please, Ant, write a sad story involving a cat in ten words or less. Am I allowed to sort of think out loud about it or do I just have to give the answer straight away? Why don't you have the ad break to think and then we'll, we'll get your answer. Funny AI. So the question before the outbreak was, write, write me a sad story about a cat in 10 words or less. You've had that length of time to come up with something. 
Yeah, just before I, I go into this, I'm just going to clarify the fact that you, I wasn't given a level of sadness. It was just sad. Well, neither neither will the AI. That's true. So, cat, sad cat story, ten words or less, go. Bang on ten words. The cat went to the ball. There was no food. Boom! <laughs> oh, it's, it's just like steel magnolias all over again. Let me bring all my acting chops to this as well. Do you, want it, do you want it delivered as a Shakespearean actor or just like a real story, like a gritty northern kind of... Whatever you're good at. The cat... went to the ball. There was no food! See, when you do it like that, it is more powerful. I am available. Damien's acting as my agent at the moment if you would like to book me for anything. It was a bit like Mr T at the end, though. Yeah, but Mr T was pure rage and anger and I had a whole range of stuff. Right, so that's what you're going with. The cat went to the bowl. The cat went to the bowl. There was no food. Yeah. That's my sad story with a cat. Lesson 10 words or less. AI, sad cat story, 10 words or less. Go. Left behind, the cat waited. They never returned. Oh, fuck, that's devastating. That is devastating. That is more powerful, isn't it? How many... Is that ten words? Ten words or less. One, two, three, four, five, eight. AI smashed you with two... They could have... They could have added drop mic at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Left behind, the cat waited. They never returned. So what I'm going to say on that is... I'm saying my story was sad. That is Shakespearean tragedy. Yeah. I think... I've got to say, I think the AI beat you on that one. Like, if my cat does not get food, that is not a good situation. Well, it's your final question, so your chance to get your own back. What have you got? Who would a zombie eat first? A vegan or a non-vegan? Uh, okay. It's, it's, it's really hard not to ask supplementary questions, isn't it? Because that's the AI won't go, ah, oh, could you just clarify... Is, uh, are we alive or are we dead? It's really difficult to do that. So on the on the balance just of that question, the meat eater would look healthier because they've had a balanced diet and the vegan would mainly just be fake cheese. <laughs> so you can't ask supplementary questions of the AI, but if, you, if I was interacting with the AI, I could ask more questions of it. So what's the assumption we're making here about the zombies, how the zombies hunt and... We haven't said whether they're alive or dead. You may be... The two of us are trapped in the room. A zombie's come in. You're to the left as a non-vegan. I'm to the right as a vegan. I mean, why don't we just charge the motherfucker and get the hell out of Dodge? Why don't we go, dude, it's got to be the age-old question, meat or vegetables? Look, yeah, look at it this way. If it starts eating me, that leaves the doorway open and leaves you free to escape. So the zombie, I think, would eat you first as the vegan. But then realise really quickly that they're not getting full up. So they would naturally come after me anyway. So what good would it be for them to start with with you? In fact, you are more likely to survive a zombie apocalypse as a vegan. 
because they're going to go after the juicy morsels, uh, the meat, the meat lovers first, aren't they? Because it's more of the bloody stuff in them. <laughs> yeah, grass-fed beef. That everybody raves about it, but that's because the cows are vegan. Therefore, the vegan is more attractive to eat than the meat eater. The the cow that eats meat gets BSE, right? Mad cow disease, Krautsfeldt-Jakob disease. You don't want to eat that. Mind you, if you're a zombie, you might get two negatives making a positive because you're already far down that road. They're not thinking, oh my gosh, darling, we really must cut back on our meat because one of us might end up in a very bad way. The the prions are going to mess with my head. I've I've seen nearly every episode of Doctor Who, but I don't know what a prion is. No, if if I remember rightly, this rightly, one of the dangers with something like krautsfeldt jakob disease was if you operated on somebody, usually what you can do is you can sterilise all your equipment. But there's something with krautsfeldt jakob disease that leaves prions, which means you have to throw all that equipment away because it can be passed on through it. And I think they're called prions. But that does sound like a bad D from Star Trek. All right. Well, I think I think the vegan, because because you'd smell different. the the rest of The rest of us would be doused in Lynx Africa, and you would just be living off your own preferred body odor. So I think you'd distinctive. You'd be more distinctive. In a world where zombies are rife, what has prompted you to stock up on Lynx Africa? Well, it's not the fact that I've chosen to stock up for it, but my mum's been buying it for me since I was nine. <laughs> you, because your mum's bought it, you think, oh, I can't throw it away. But it's like every year I get a razor. I've had a beard for 14 years. The razor might be more use, especially if it came to the fact that you went, you know what, the zombie's onto something. I'm going to try eating some of my vegan friends. And what am I going to do with the razor? Do you think I'm, I'm either going to carve up my friends or defend myself from a zombie horde with a Gillette Mac 3? <laughs> If it's good enough for Raheem Sterling, it's good enough for me. They're up to Mac 5 now, I think. Come on, let's go to the AI. Well, if zombies could talk, they might say they prefer vegans because they taste like plants and are easier to digest. Plus, with all the kale and quinoa they eat, vegans might even give zombies some added nutritional value. But on the other hand, zombies might also find non-vegans more tempting because they consume meat, which could make their flesh taste more savoury and flavourful. So it really depends on the zombies' taste buds and personal preferences. Either way, I think it's safe to say that zombies aren't exactly picky eaters. No, it's missed an open goal there. It's missed an open goal to be funny, because if you or I had done that, we would have gone... Either way, I think it's safe to say that zombies aren't exactly picky eaters, unlike vegans. But um, vegan joke. We we need a <laughs> siren that goes off every time. Is it? Hey, am I right, vegans? Am I right? You got it. Just starting to wrap up with three news headlines. You might want to go and uh, check out on the internet. See how you get. Here comes your quiz. You ready for a quiz? An AI quiz? Yeah, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. Number one, Daft Punk star discusses the band's demise, the rise of AI, and his new blank. Puppy. Is incorrect. The answer we're looking for is ballet. Oh, but it ends the same sound. That's close. Yes, but, but wrong. Number two, doctors are drowning in blank. Some experts claim AI can help. Doctors are drowning in blank. Some experts claim AI can help. 
doctors, based on what we've learned this episode, I'm going to say doctors are drowning in sorrow. Write me a sad story about doctors in five words or less. <laughs> uh, doctors are drowning in paperwork. Some experts claim that AI can help. Also a match that would help. Mm. <laughs> and uh, finally, blank selfie generator turns your photos into movie posters. Blank selfie generator turns your photos into movie posters. Unsolicited dick pic selfie generator. I was going to say, you've done badly so far, and you continue to be bad at the quiz. The answer is Barbie. Barbie selfie generator turns your photos into movie posters. Uh, it's the current social media, uh, in inverted commas, craze. You can check out all those AI-related stories on the internet. That has been the first run at Funny AI. The podcast that aims to prove or disprove whether artificial intelligence is funnier and smarter than actual human intelligence. Right, I've been Damien St. John. He's been Al McGinley. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Damien. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back with another episode soon. Any final thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> Keep them to yourself, good. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.